1: Everything gets better, even through the troubled times Everything gets better, all you have to do is smile Everything gets better Are you the one that always takes the blame? Or are you that one that is always blaming? Go ahead, be honest, pick one. Do it now. Do you feel guilty? Then you're the one that's always blaming Hey, don't get mad at me. I'm just giving you options here, something to think about. Okay, so if you're the one that's always blaming, the question becomes, why? Why are you always blaming? See, the way I was raised, if you're blaming, you're usually making excuses. Now, that's not always the case, but the way I was raised, that's how I was taught accountability. Usually, when you take the blame, on the other hand, um, maybe it's because... You're being responsible. Hmm, what a comparison. Responsibility versus accountability? Man, those sound like some powerful, heavy words. Uh, Are they three-syllable words? Probably. Normally, when we have three-syllable words, we find them to be more complicated than something like, no, (laughs) a one-syllable word. It's a powerful one-syllable word, though. That's what I found in life. We're so quick to say no, but that other powerful one-syllable word is what? Yes. Did you hear the happiness in my voice? Now, sometimes the yes, depending on the tonation, can be a yes, a begrudging, yes, annoying, yes. Did you hear the tones? With the same word, one syllable, hey, it beats no out by one letter, but work with me. Which are you, blaming or the blameless? Now, as far as I'm concerned, most of us are more likely to be the blamers. Yeah, let's call us the blamers. than the blameless. So those that blame, the blaming ones, you know, it it sounds almost like a club. Yeah. Yeah. Why? What's the root cause for that? Most of the time, like I said, when I was younger, it was about making excuses. So a lot of times, most people won't accept blame. Why? Because I told you, they don't want to be accountable. So think of it, let's let's do money. Let's take away the hardship of blaming and all that good stuff. When I was growing up, I didn't realize I was learning accounting with my grandfather and my grandparents. They were a little old-fashioned, and they made sure that we knew how to count change back. Anybody remember that? Okay. If somebody, you know, gives you a $20 bill, you go to the store. Your total is $5.33. Well, when we counted back change, we had to start with penny makes 34, 35. Then you had to go over to the nickels. That makes 40. Dime makes 52 quarters. Are you following me? You're already lost. Don't worry about it. 75. Another quarter makes six. That took me years to learn, like two years. Yeah. I wasn't that one. My cousins, they learned it like in two weeks. Took me two years. Don't ask. So that makes six. Then I've got to go to the dollar bills, seven, eight, nine, 10, and 10 makes 20. So if you can't do that off of the top of your head, what I realize is that sometimes when we don't know how to reconcile cash, <laughs> I'm not judging you if you don't, but I use it in my own life. A lot of times when we don't know how to reconcile the simple things, it's that much more difficult to reconcile the complicated things, the difficult things, and most of all, the truth. It's that much more harder to get to your truth if you cannot even reconcile what's not balanced. Uh-oh. Watch out. Here we go. So, have you reconciled your own life today? Hmm. How do you do that? I just told you. Count the change back. Okay. Okay. Let's make it a little more serious. We are listening to Carrying the Burden. How am I supposed to care? Hey, we're getting there. Yeah, hold on. So, most of us walk in apathy. I don't care. Whatever. Who gives a? Oh, I thought this was a Christian show. Well, the Christians do that too. Watch it, Christians. And for the non Christians, atheists, agnostics, whoever you are, I want you to hear because this applies to you too. What? Truth. The way you reconcile in your own life daily is by telling yourself the truth. I have found a lot of times we lie to ourselves. What does that mean? we hear what we want to hear so we tell ourselves what we want to hear and then we think what we want to think and we reconcile with a lie whoa that sounds kind of heavy can you reconcile with a lie sure you can but what happens you come up short just like in that till the the cash drawer you know like when you're doing money and exchanging cash and at the end when it's time to balance You're a little short. Why? Because you lied to yourself. How about today? Hear me out. Try it. Be a little more honest with yourself. I'm not even getting the other people involved here. Just start with you. Start with being honest with yourself. (sighs) How do you do that, Lorraine? Well, first of all, try it with a mirror. It helps. And I've told you, if you can't look in the mirror at yourself Longer than a minute without criticism, there you go. There's some truth starting without words. Hey, body language is 70% of all communication. So try it with your reflection. If the mirror is too harsh for you, okay, go in a window. Do whatever it takes, but begin to look at you. Now, you know I'm that Christian that likes the Bible, so My Bible says to examine yourself. Now, when I hear exam, for some reason, I think of like school and testing. But for some reason in the Bible, when I see examine yourself, I instantly go to the old school detective like look, almost like that Sherlock Holmes type of look, you know, with myself, the same hat, the coat, all of it. I even get the cape in my mind. And I start to evaluate myself. I start to judge myself. See, I've got this Bible that tells me if I do it, then I won't have to have other people do it as much. They're going to do it anyway. Whatever. I can't control them. But me, I have an opportunity with myself on a regular basis to examine myself. And you know what I found when I do that? The caregiving piece, it's not as hard. It's not as difficult because I'm looking at what can I do better here? How can I respond better? How can I act better? More like, I care. So remember, on this show, caring the burden, it's not just for the caregivers that you have stereotyped. Oh, hey, what do you mean? Those people that take care of the old people that are almost like unto death. Hey, that's a little harsh, but that's what people do. They judge, they stereotype, and they put us caregivers in a box. I'm here to let you know that if you're alive and you have the propensity within your own mind to care, You're a caregiver. That was the revelation I had at the end of last year. During the holiday season, when I watched everybody make all of these efforts that were so concerted to make sure they got this person a gift and they made a list and they checked it twice and, hey, I was like, people care way more than they realize. But what I also realized is they care oftentimes about what's not as important. I grew up with a mother, for whom I care now, who made it to 80, yay, but she taught me some values, of which one was, Lorraine, what you think is important might not be important to me, and vice versa. Whoa, that was heavy for me as a teenager, because basically she was telling me, no, no, you can't go, no, you can't do it, no, you can't get involved, no, you can't participate, no, 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 okay, okay. Nah. And that was me because I was upset. I can remember being 15, being told why I couldn't go, what her no meant. And most of all, I had better let it go because she said no. Nowadays, I know parenting is different. People relate to the kids differently, whatever. But what I have found out is no is no. And sometimes with a no comes rejection. Ooh, disappointment. Yes. Wait, I thought you were saying no. You just said yes. Listen, when people tell you no, sometimes it hurts. So when you begin to evaluate your own life and you begin to evaluate what's important to you, it might not be important to the other people that you deal with on a regular basis, whether it's your coworkers, your family, your neighbors. Hey, you didn't cut your grass this week. It's not important to you, but to your neighbor. Oh, look at them. They're taking down the neighborhood. They didn't even mow the grass. So now when people come to our neighborhood, they just think we're just, no, that's what's important to you, sir. Your neighbor might've found out that their dad died that morning, but you didn't care because your care is not about him, but yourself. You care more about your lawn, your neighborhood's aesthetics. More than what could possibly be an issue, a situation, a challenge for your neighbor. If you cared, first thing you do is wait. Wait and see. Were you that kid that you just couldn't wait? You couldn't wait and, and you just had to see the sea and you would take a peek, even though you were not supposed to, but you didn't have the patience to wait. You're probably still that adult. Most times, the reason why caregiving fails for people, I found the number one reason is selfishness followed by impatience, which is just a cousin of selfishness. When you're caring for someone else, whether it's your child, your mom, dad, sister, brother, dog, even the cat, yes, there has to be some form of patience involved. If you're impatient, let me hear it. Come on. Clap it up. You know you're imp- Yeah, that's me. I'm the impatient one. See, that truth right there is going to cause you to reconcile yourself for the day and help you to realize, you know what? I I am a little impatient. A little impatient. Let's talk to your friends. Mhm. Tell them connect with me online. Lorraine Carroll. Yeah. How do you do that? What do I do? KPRZ.com. You can go to K-praise, P-R-A-I-S-E. Yeah, all these avenues to get to me, Lorraine, at what? Connect at LorraineCarol.com. Just say what? I'm telling on my friend because you know what? It's not me. It's them. It's easy to blame, right? So we've brought it back to that blame game. Sounds like some type of show, right? Yeah, like it should really be a real show. Let's see what we can do with that. The blame game. Yeah, sounds good to me. Well, let's see who our first contestant is. Okay, our first contestant is the denier. Yeah, come on, give it up for the denier. So who is that? The person that's already in denial. It's, it's not me. There is a popular song out there in this culture that says it wasn't me. Well, wait, wait, hold on. Where did you get that from? Because someone blamed you? Oh no, it wasn't me. No, it probably came from your childhood. See, I was the only child. I didn't get to blame anybody. So I had to be fully accountable because it was just me. My father died. It was my mom and me in the house. That was it. So... If the trash had not been taken out by the time my mom got home for any reason and there was an odor in the house, because my mom was kind of old school, all the trash had to be taken out at night, so you wake up to a fresh, clean house in the morning, no odors, no smells. But see, I would come home, I don't know where all the trash came from when I was a teenager, and somehow unpack my backpack and all kind of stuff, maybe even clean my room and the trash can was half full. She'd walk in the door, what is that smell? I don't know. <laughs> no accountability. Denial is cousins to apathy because when you start with, I don't know, I told someone, you're closer to ignorance than you are awareness. Why? Because you won't even attach to the knowledge. You denied it. I don't. That right there, you killed the opportunity to know. Well, I don't know. So now it's complete. No opportunity also to reconcile to what? The truth. I didn't have anybody to blame. Um, um, my mother knew anytime I started with um, I was on my way to the great lie. Yeah, L-I-E, that one. And so she'd say, um, nothing, take that trash out. Oh, uh, and my cowering would begin on the way to the outdoor trash. See, back then we didn't have the nice plastic big bins that the uh, trash uh, department, we'll call them out of safety, would come by in a truck and get lift up and Dump for you. No, it was a little different then. Times were different when I was growing up. And I'm not that old. So think about it. That odor might still linger in our driveway. Why? Because the trash really hadn't been removed, it just was relocated. (laughs) Are you following me? When you don't tell your whole truth and get it out, Work with it. It's an analogy. Get the truth out. You won't have the full opportunity to be blameless. Now, there was no blame. If I took the trash out, I accepted the responsibility, remember, and the accountability of what? The truth of the matter, which was what? It was my stuff in the trash causing the odor. Oh, I get it. Right. Now, take a moment, at least 12 seconds. Reconcile your life for today up to this point. What have you done in denial instead of saying, you know what? I could have done that better. You know what? I should have said that with more grace, giving them more space. It's a concept I have, grace and space. If you want to learn more about it, connect at com. It's an amazing concept because most people, they don't want to give you any room for error. And when you're a caregiver and you're providing care, you're offering care, Most people go straight for rejection of what? You. And sometimes that's offensive. Sometimes it hurts your feelings because, why you're already in your feelings to begin with when you try to care. (laughs) It takes some good pathos, good feelings to care in the first place. But then when you're rejected, denied, insulted, oh, man, you go to Who gives a lovely, and I didn't fill in that blank. Keep your mind sanctified, holy, all that good stuff, you little Christians. As for the rest of you, I'm not out here to judge you, but oftentimes we will turn quicker to apathy more than care if we have to accept the blame. Here's the thing. If you go ahead and review your own life for the day, in the day that you're in, just give yourself a moment and say, did I do that? Does that sound familiar? Okay, if it doesn't, still ask yourself, did I do that? Was that me? Was I harsh? Was I mean? Was I impatient? Ooh, wait a minute. And reconcile with yourself. Because sometimes the people for whom you care, they cannot convey to you how you made them feel. Let's take your puppy, for example. Use the puppy. Because the puppy, although it barks, Um, many of us, even though we think we are dog translators, you know, we've got whispers out there and all these people. Okay. Hey, sometimes you don't fully understand the communication from the dog. It's what it is. Now, if you do and you have some gifting there from the Lord, hey, connect at com. I want to hear about this. So I'm just saying oftentimes we won't hear other people. Because one, our listening ears are not on. Hearing and listening, two separate definitions. You've got to engage into the experience. Sometimes we will shut off, cut off, close out. We're hearing you, but we're not listening. Look them up in the dictionary. It doesn't take but about two, three minutes. Well, depending on your reading skills, I guess it could take longer. I'm not judging you. I'm just telling you from experience what I've seen. So, When you reconcile with your own truth, with yourself, usually you can create a balance in the type of care you provide. Whether that is to the person on the freeway next to you, you see that motorcyclist coming up. Well, in California, hey, they have a lot of laws here that give a lot of freedom to people that are bicyclists. That includes the motorcycles, includes the bike. Riding people on the beach? Aren't you supposed to stay on the beach? Not necessarily. They can actually get on their streets, uh, their streets, because why? Their streets have what? Bike lanes. Well, oh, we're supposed to share the road? Yeah. Don't you care? No. Because where I'm from, you, the bikers need to watch for us. Well, in California, we have laws against that. And guess what? Well, you can hit them if you want to. <laughs> You're going to be accountable. Where in court. Yeah. So you see how that works? If you take some time to just care a little more about what you care about, what's important to you, what you think is so important, sometimes you'll get a moment to realize that maybe what you think is important might not be important to those for whom you think you're caring. Husbands, uh uh-oh. Am I calling you out? No, let's work on the wives first. Yeah. Even though it says husbands, love your wives in Ephesians 5, wives, submit to your husband's what? Love. Submit to his love. Don't see it as some type of slavery. See it as love, love, which covers a multitude of sin. So if your husband is loving you, you're what? Submitting to that love and he will see no wrong. That's the ticket. My grandma taught me that. If you understand that your husband loves you, he pretty much is going to overlook anything you do. Even when I overspend on our budget, yep. Does that make sense, ladies? Okay. If it doesn't, I can help you. It's in the Bible. I'll direct you towards it. Get your own revelation. That's what my grandma taught me, straight from the Bible. Husbands, love your wives. Wives, you get to submit to that love. And then what? You're covered. Yeah, it's so easy. So in the meantime, back to that truth, which is love, that accountability, that accountability with whom? The love. Because, see, in order to care, most times there has to be some component of love involved. I told you, at the beginning, most of us are impatient, and that makes it harder to care about anything, anyone. Why? Because we're impatient. So love is patient. Oh, according to 1 Corinthians 13. Remember, I'm one of those Christian people. I refer to the Bible. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4. Start right there. Love is patient. I don't think the order has necessarily been, let's say, uh, deemed as... Yeah, this is more important. Love is patient. That's the number one thing. It's just the order in which the writer, Paul, was speaking or writing, if you want to be that complicated, So when I read it, love is patient. Woo, that's enough. I can't read any more of this stuff. That's too much. It's kind. Oh, no, I can't take it. That's too much. Let me work on my patience for a while. You do that. But in the meantime, what I found is when you care, so much comes with that. Like what? Well, care is a package. Have you ever heard of that expression? Oh, I'm going to send them a care package. If you don't send it with love 1st How do you know that they're going to even receive your care package? Whoa, that's heavy. Yeah, people don't have to receive anything you offer. And that's why people get offended. That's why people get their feelings hurt. That's why people get so angry. That's why people cut you off on the road. That's why people start yelling and fussing and cussing. Whoa, hey, I thought this was a Christian show. It is. And I've met a lot of Christians that do those very things. The best part, though, is when they admit it. And then comes what? Freedom. So... Freedom from what? The bondage of what? The lie. The lie. Yeah, remember we were talking about lying and denying. See, if you lie to yourself, then you deny yourself. What? If you lie to yourself, you deny yourself of what? Truth. And truth, according to my Bible, it provides an opportunity for you to be free. Now, the Bible is the sourcing of truth for Christians. So if you're not a Christian, try it. Hey, See if there's some truth in it. I always tell people, start with the Proverbs and go from there. In the meantime, if you need more help, connect at LorraineCarroll.com. If you have a question today of how do I care more? How can I care more? I don't care. What do I do? Connect at LorraineCarroll.com. And I'll give you some life experience advice that I have from my life. Because I've been a caregiver for 22 years. It's hard. It's difficult. It's complicated. Remember, don't compare care. And I told my mom this year, I think I'm gonna bump it up a notch. I'm gonna dare people to compare care. Whoa, that sounds like a threat. It is. What? What would it? Hold on, Lorraine. You sound a little upset. No, what I've come to realize is that many people want care on their terms. Ooh, even the third party sources. Yes. They're called terms and conditions. Everyone's type of needs are different in caregiving. So caregivers, if you're giving out the care, how about consider the conditions of the need of the people, the person that has need of your care? Because guess what? You can be replaced. What? Gas? (coughs) I can be replaced? Yes. If you die today, that person that needs care will still need care. Whoa, did you think about it like that? Maybe not. Maybe you're being too selfish about the care, but yet you're complaining and blaming the person for whom you care because you don't have a life. Have you considered to maybe create a life by allowing people to help you, um, inviting in some care, trusting in the Lord for a third-party provision? I said the Lord, not the people. Trust him for the people that's hard. I don't trust people. You, we, uh, we established that. So trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. Once you can do that, then that's called obedience. And those who obey the Lord, my Bible says, are daily in his care. Oh, that feels a little better, a little lighter. And what he, God, has given them will be theirs forever. Ooh, I like that. They won't be in trouble when times are bad. Hey, it gets bad out there in the caregiving world, doesn't it? Yes, when you have to spend money, extract your own time, divide your time for someone else and do things that they need and take care of them and all. Yeah. But again, I'm telling you, this is Psalm 37 right out of the Bible. I happen to be reading contemporary English for those that don't like that old school stuff. Yeah, I speak 21st century versus 17th century. Yeah, I don't want to get into all that. Just read it. Psalm 37, verse 19. They won't be in trouble when times are bad, and they will have plenty when food is scarce. What kind of food are you needing today? I don't know. Hamburgers? French fries? How about the word of God? You've been listening to Carrying the Burden with Lorraine Carroll right here on KPRZ AM.